What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Dream Show. This is episode number 51, and Uthel and I are talking about the latest film from Warner Brothers and DC Comics, just titled Joker. Well, I guess it's Joker. The movie's Joker. Um, Todd Phillips put together a really interesting film with a lot of weird stuff in it. Um, Definitely a very unique, if not one of the most unique comic book films that we've ever seen on the silver screen. Uh, We have a few different opinions on it. We also talk about a few other things. I do very poor impression of some drunken sea captain from the movie The Fog. Um, Overall, it's a pretty fun episode, so we hope you enjoy it. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, If you want to help us out, leave a review somewhere, like iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And also check us out at YouTube at youtube.com slash welcome to your doom. Uh, appreciate the support, folks. Uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Let's get this going. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. Take three. Go. What's up, everybody? This is the Welcome to Your Doom show. We are your harbingers of doom. My name is Atul Katru. Don't you dare speak for me. I'm Justin. <laughs> and uh, welcome to episode 51. And we're going to be reviewing the Joker right after I massacre these kids. What? These oh, the Sour kids. Patch Sour kids. Patch kids? That is. Because these... I have been destroying them. Can I have one? Yeah, uh, yeah please. Please. And you son of... You give them back, sir. You get... Oh... So we were doing sound tests before this, and all I could hear was you going. <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> it, uh, they are so tasty. I'm surprised that I was surprised to find that out that you're not a. I'm not a sour patch kid, man. Kid. Not a you're chance. Not a, like, not a sour patch kid fan. You're, which is you're really missing out. Like it's a. I like my salty. You what? Well, you don't like sweet things. I like sweet things, but I don't like that sweet. It's okay. like the sweet and sour mix. You don't like, like that mix? It's like an artificially sour... I just... Oh, I man. can't. I've got news for you. If you're worried about things being artificial, if you're going to be eating candy of any kind, oh, a it's lot all of that artificial. is artificial. But sir. that that in particular, I'm just like, I can't do. I can't. I can't. All right. Yeah, all right. All but right. Um, like chocolate? Fuck, man. You give me a kit... You give me a bag of those small Kit Kats, I will run through it. You eat the plastic too. You just don't even unwrap them I, after a little I, while. You honest, just like shove them. I think in your I mouth. recently did that. Oh, that's disgusting! <laughs> you got like a plastic Kit, Kit Kat wrapper in your just, bowels. Just right picking now. it out. No, I, I managed to pick it out. Oh, okay. like it came in, and I was like, "Oh wait, your body is just like, what is this?" Um, I've gotten up to a couple of things since episode fifty. I'm going to tell you about them, whether you want to hear it or not. Um, I saw a movie called Sweetheart, and it is not a romantic comedy. Um, I think it stars Kiersey Clemens. I think that's her name. I can't remember what she's been in. I've seen her before, but uh, it's a Blumhouse-produced movie. She washes up on an island right at the beginning, and the first 30 minutes is kind of like castaway-ish. 
but then uh, she starts seeing the bodies of the uh, folks that she was the ship that she was on, which capsized, and uh, something takes one of the bodies from the shore, drags it into the ocean. So it turns into this like weird, crazy romantic horror. comedy. Yeah, romantic comedy. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, it turns into this. It's a horror movie, um, but it's kind of like a survival horror movie. It has a very sort of predatorish feel, kind of toward the end. Um, not a lot of dialogue because a lot of it is just her. But man, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I, I had heard about it. I didn't hear anything about it coming out. There was no, there were no big release trailers. It didn't even. I don't even think it went to theaters. I think they Blumhouse released it on uh, uh, VOD. So you know, I saw it pop up right? and uh, watched it, and I was like pleasantly surprised. Good creature, interesting creature design. Very like some scenes are like really well shot. Um, it's a pretty short movie, so it's a good double bill with like uh, uh, the Shallows, which I also think is another Shallows and Crawl from this year. I think all the three of these movies are really high octane, short thrill ride movies that uh, um, I think is kind of criminally underseen. I think uh, in terms of if you like your aquatic horror, which I am a huge fan of, uh, it definitely quenched my thirst criminally underseen i've never heard anything described as that oh but uh, i mean it sounds like it's a good description it sounds like you enjoyed it yeah i did i did it was it was good i still um, have to see crawl speaking oh, of yeah, underwater yeah, terrors for all me. of you that care about ll cool j and thomas jane deep blue sea is now on netflix is that canadian netflix though i don't know we'll yeah have to look. it's joeblow.com found it super important to put that somewhere on like it was a headline it was a news it was item. a headline it was like a news item right beside you know the trailer for black widow yeah right beside that is like deep blue sea is back on netflix i'm like these guys know what to report on they've got their priorities straight they know what's i up. think i think i mean since i'm gonna watch the shit out of that i yeah, love that deep movie blue sea is is just a entertaining, unabashedly entertaining movie, and it's better than The Godfather Part Two. We're not getting into that, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's just so funny that they would they would, they would find it necessary to to have an entire article dedicated to the fact that this genre film is back is back on Netflix. Um, but you know what? Um, I'm glad I know that. I hope it's Canadian Netflix too, because I'd, I'm, I'm going to watch the shit out of it. Yeah, um, you actually mentioned another thing that I would like to talk about. You just recently watched. I saw the black lid, black lid trailer. Black lid. Yeah, it's. Is uh, it about it, a Tupperware making? It company? is. It is. But they made a bunch of black lids. Yeah, and it doesn't keep things fresh. No, it so doesn't. the horror of the no, story. It actually is that kills. It assassinates food. That's what it does. You put it in there, and your food comes out with like worms, and it's fully, it's all rotted. Well, I mean, they're not letting flies in. They're just killing it. That's the mystery. If they came in and they saw a bunch of bugs, they'd be like, Ah, we know what happened. The bugs ate it. Anyways, we need to work on this script. Yeah, it's not. It good. needs. It needs another go. It needs another. Anyways, treatment. Black Widow trailer. Yeah, um, I really Widow. liked it, dude. I was. You know what? I got. I got. Okay, so. I was going through, I actually went into it because Black Widow, I, I wouldn't say she's the weakest character um, from a uh, character, I don't know, just enjoying the characters in the Avengers. Let's sure, say. yeah. Obviously, she's probably weakest or second weakest next to Hawkeye if you're looking at that, but we're not talking about that. She actually had some of the best mo- moments in the first Avengers film out of all of them. The interrogation with scene Loki. at the beginning, yeah. Loki, there was a couple of really cool moments with yeah. her. Anyways, long story short, 
I still didn't really have many high expectations for this film. Then I saw the trailer, and I'm getting like flashes of Captain America: Winter Soldier and all of all of the Bourne films, or at least the three good ones that I watched. Sure. Um, which got me really excited, but then the cherry on top of it all was seeing David Harbor Har- Harbor. Sorry, David Harbor as this big fat slob, and I can't remember his name. Uh, I think it's like uh, what is it? It's Red something. It's not Baron. It's not. No, I I, I actually looked at because I didn't know when I first saw it. I just saw it. It was like Red, not Justice. I don't know Red something. Sure, I'd have to look it up. But like just seeing him in it, just like chewing the shit out of the scene. Oh I was yeah, just like, yeah, this is great. This yeah. is good. I can deal. With um, it. and bearded David Harbor is my favorite kind of David Harbor. Bearded Russian, probably drunk David Harbor. I mean that those are all good things, but it starts with the beard. Yes, because if he was just. Russian drunk David Harbor, clean shaven. I wouldn't like him nearly as much. Fair. Red Guardian. That's Red what Guardian. It is. Speaking of which, I actually just rewatched, not like Satin went through it, but uh, did you ever see Green Hornet? No. He's in it. Is he? Yeah. That's the extent of that story. Great. Cool. Uh, I rewatched Hellboy. He was also in that. And that's the extent of that story. Good talk. Um, So we just watched this trailer, and I got to be honest with you, I. Would rather watch the black lid. You sexist piece of shit. What's <laughs> yeah. wrong with you? I uh, I've never been a fan of the Black Widow character. I, it's not that I don't like her. It's just that she. I just think she's just boring. She's boring every time she's on screen in any of the Marvel movies. I instantly go to sleep. It's I just can't. Uh, I can't bring myself to really care all that much. Um, I, 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 I and I don't. And it's not certainly not her fault. I just. Uh, they she don't was give... born in that gender? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, I, I mean, it's not saying. her fault as an actor, you inflammatory piece of shit. <laughs> um, it's, I think they just didn't give her a whole lot of interesting things to do. But, like, on the other hand, if we're going to talk about the, you know, the female cast in, in the Avengers, I think that Tessa Thompson... Would like I think she deserves her own movie much more than Black Widow does, in my opinion. I think yes. that I think that. Uh, oh, yes I can't remember no. the actress's name. Oh, uh, from from Black Panther, the the bald one, one of the guardian, like the 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 Praetorian, like the the royal guard. Yeah, yeah, I, know I can't remember. I can't about. remember her name. I think she's super interesting, and she's like, and they gave her a lot of interesting things to do, and she has this interesting sort of like character arc, and she's only been in one movie, and Black Widow's been in like one, like eighteen, and yeah. I still don't really care all that much. Well, and I, I and and maybe I'm I, I might be laying it on a little thick here. Like I I I haven't tried. Like I kind of got a first opinion about like her character. I'm like she's the least important part of this whole thing to me, and it kind of carried through the rest of the movies. It didn't. I didn't feel like they gave me a reason to care all that much later, but maybe on a reevaluation, I'll find something there that I like. Yeah. It's just the character. I couldn't, I can't really um, muster up any uh, in, uh, interest, interest in, uh, and the, the trailer doesn't look bad. It just looks like it's about someone I really don't care to learn more about. That's okay. I get, I get where you're coming from. Um, also, I slept like slept right through the born identity. Don't, Are you serious? Yeah, the original I, three. Yeah, I don't. I I saw the first one, fell asleep, couldn't watch the second one because that that was the one that had the crazy shaky cam. 
in the second one. What was the Born Supremacy? Was that the second Maybe, one? Maybe, yeah. I remember watching that. I'm just like, yeah, I was just like dizzy almost. And then, and yeah, I guess those, the Bourne movies have never appealed to me wow. at all. And I think that's also maybe adding to the fact, there's a whole lot maybe. of things that I, I just don't really care all that much about here. Dude, I love the Bourne films. Except for David Harbour and the fact that they're coming back to her sort of Russian roots, which I think is cool because yeah. in the comic books, she's full on Russian, Russian accent, the whole yes. nine. Yeah, Whenever yeah, yeah. I read a book with her in it, I hear my own completely racist Russian accent in my own head. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, okay. So back to your point about wanting to see a Valkyrie film or I really, wish I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't even remember her name, but I want to know more about her. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, but I, and I would, to be honest, I'd like to know more about the backstories or even forward stories of some of those characters more. Yeah. But black widows, well, obviously widow, Black Widow. Widow. Black Widow. Yeah. Um, her her backstory could probably be very interesting because it sounds like like the whole Reddit and her ledger thing, there's probably some really dark shit that they could explore. The problem oh, sure. is, yeah, is yeah. it's Marvel. I don't think they're going to go down that road. But, I mean, it's it's possible that they can make a pretty good movie with this character. I, I don't doubt that, it. Yeah, I, I don't doubt say, it. I'm, I'm not just, saying that's what all, you're saying. This is, yeah, this is all initial yeah. just watching it. Yes. We literally... <laughs> just just subtle by misogyny. the end of this podcast i'm gonna get you so much hate mail and yeah anyway sorry that was the worst pour me because i'm holding this microphone and pouring a beer by the way um you remember last episode when we weren't sure whether we switcherooed the the glasses or not oh did you watch the video i did i watched it twice i'm like we got it, it oh was no right it was right it was right <laughs> that's funny you were you, you were went for the went for the replay i had no idea i like i had no idea you could see me in the video just being like ah, ah, whatever <laughs> that is funny um uh, yeah so the action looks good uh and um yeah you know i i probably won't see it in theaters but maybe i'll watch it uh when it comes to when it comes to video true enough or you know whatever streaming service See. Disney. Actually, maybe I won't watch it because I'm not getting Disney Plus. But Shagu got it. And apparently, <laughs> so apparently, you got it. No, nah, I'm not. I'm. I'm like, <laughs> she undercover did it too. She bought it for a year. Oh boy. So we're deep. We're deep committed. But I'm not. Send me those credentials. I, <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to mooch off of those credentials. Um, I just want to watch the the original X Men series. That's it. Oh, that is the on there, series. Right? Oh, yeah. dude. There. Are, I'd like to know if like. They had a series called Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah, yeah, I, dude, that I was a that. really good series. It I got didn't canceled after one thing. series yeah. or uh, well, one season. I've seen a few episodes of that. And then there was another one before that, which was uh, uh, X Men Evolution. Was also pretty. Damn I good. saw a few episodes of that yeah, as was, well. Those were both good. Um, I'd like to give ourselves a pat on the back for recognizing that uh, a certain video game would end up not being very good, and it turns out that it is in fact not very good. Terminator the game came out to zero fanfare and really horrific reviews really yeah and um we were basically right when we had talked about it the last time what it looked like a cash grab like back in the day when they made games that tied into movies and they just didn't really put a whole lot of effort into it so yeah well, i don't know i just kind of wanted to say good job justin thank you buddy i needed that pat on the back there you go thank bud. you um did you? What was the other thing I wanted to bring up? There was Black Widow. Fuck! What was the other thing? Oh, I went to uh, Horror Con. Yes, yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, man. I went to uh, something called Horrorama in uh, Toronto. My first 
horror convention, I guess is yeah, so it was convention. A convention, yeah, uh, a small little place on Bathurst. It was it was um, it was a lot of fun. It was super cool. A lot of the vendors there that I I listened to a lot of podcasts that reference vendors like Vin- Vinegar Syndrome and and um, uh, and a few others that produce Blu-rays, special edition Blu-rays, kind of like Scream Factory, except Scream Factory is probably like the biggest one. These guys are a little bit smaller, and the stuff they produce is just the weirdest shit you have ever seen. Like real deep cut genre films from along from the sixties, seventies, like eighties. Just like the we- the weirdest shit. I probably They're, wouldn't like it. Um, you don't. You never know until you try. But uh, you got to you got to start with the right one because you can get into some really, really gnarly stuff like nipple uh, clamps. I mean, that's the that's the least of it. You're just scraping the top of the, <laughs> the nipple <laughs> yeah, on that one just the tip of the tip of the nipple <laughs> it's actually known as the tipple oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's nice to see you haven't lost your sense of humor thanks man um, um <laughs> so what other get cool shit out of here. what did you pick up did you okay buy, yeah so i bought did something. you buy you bought the vinyl i bought the vinyl oh! yeah so there was a there was a lot of cool art there, and I wanted to buy some original art. This guy was scraping uh, these boards and like drawing these posters and making these prints. Um, but since he was scraping them, uh, each one hand by hand, they're all different. There you go. So he's basically selling this original art. So he was selling these are a hundred dollars a pop, and I'm like. Mm. It's too expensive for me. Uh, I was on a budget of zero dollars. I didn't plan on spending anything there. I just really wanted to talk to a lot of people and like, and just kind of like explore the spa- the space, explore the space, explore the um, space. Uh, because I'd never been to one of those before, and I always right. read about them. Yeah. Um, but I ended up buying uh, the Halloween 2018 deluxe vinyl there because it was forty four dollars, no tax. Was that the only one? That was the only one that was yeah. there. They said they had a few more at their store because they're a vendor that has a booth there, right? So they had a few more, um, and it's got that cool lenticular cover with the uh, with the Michael Myers mask on it. When you take the lenticular cover off, it like the flames. Are they are based out up. of Toronto? Yeah, those guys are based out of Toronto. Yeah. Do you want to give them a plug? I don't know if you. Oh man, I don't even. I have their card somewhere and i totally actually forgot. don't plug them because i might buy the vinyl so i want to get it before we plug them yeah 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 fuck them yeah um yeah no vinyl looks dope it's a cool double vinyl it it's the it's really great art yeah it's fantastic so it was a really cool experience and uh ow and i got to meet uh, an actor there, it's just totally random. We had seen a movie, a Canadian horror film called A uh, Christmas Horror Story one year, which is uh, three or four stories intertwined together. Cool horror film, uh, but one of the stories is about a Santa Claus at the North Pole and all of his elves are turning into like mutant zombie things and he has to kill them all. And then he fights Krampus at the yeah, end. It's this yeah. really kind of like epic moment. And the guy who plays that Santa Claus was at the convention and I walked by him once and I'm like, man, I really, I think I know that guy. And then, uh, you know, I passed by him and I passed by him again. And I'm like, still looks really familiar. And I saw someone holding a print from the movie and I saw him. It's like, Oh my God, that's fucking Santa Claus. Right. Yeah. Christmas horror story. And he told me the coolest story. I promise I'm going to keep this short. I know we got to get started do it. on this. No, review. No, that's fine. Um, but he told me the coolest story. He was, I'm like, dude, like Canadian horror needs to get out there more. Ginger snaps is a great Canadian horror movie. Same guys that made it. uh, uh, a Christmas horror story and he was like and I'm like tell me about like what it was like what it was like 
tell me about the scene, you know, obviously the Krampus scene, because that's kind of what I wanted to know about the most. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, you just brought it up on your laptop. None of our listeners can see this, but he was the, he has the pictures of Beast on, at his booth. I think he was the voice of Beast or Cyclops or, or both. Wow. Potentially. Yeah, from, from the 90s X-Men animated movie. And I totally forgot to mention that because that's what he was signing. He was wearing an X-Men jacket. Dude, the, the 90s X-Men jacket there. It was pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah. See, he was a... Tr- so, I knew he was in the X-Men film, and he's been in a oh, he's in the ton movie. of different things. Yeah, he was a tr- he was one of the truckers that was at the, the bar that Wolverine was fighting at. Oh, in the very that's first funny. Yeah. So, I knew that for sure, but I had no fucking idea he played... He voiced Colossus in uh, Capcom 2. Where's X-Men? In Capcom 2? Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. He was Beast. He was Beast. He was Beast on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Holy um, shit. I had no idea. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And uh, he was telling me this story. They were shooting just north of Toronto, about two or three hours north, on a farm in a barn that was kind of like representing Santa's workshop where he keeps the sled. And uh, it was minus 20 degrees outside. And he's Ooh. all covered in, like, he's got the that dope, like, Santa suit on. So he's got multiple layers, big great coat on. He's fighting Krampus. And the guy who was playing Krampus was a bodybuilder <laughs> and all they did was body paint and obviously the prosthetics for the face wow so he was out there basically shirtless in minus 20 degree heat and it was an all-day shoot for that scene Jesus. and uh yeah he told me that he just felt really bad for that guy <laughs> that um, sucks during during that shoot um but yeah no it was just a really cool story and it's just like Man, I gotta go to more of these because, like, you just start meeting people who have been part of these movies that not, you know, not everybody sees. They're definitely smaller, more niche films, but they're definitely movies that I see. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was a pretty cool experience. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. That's sick. I would have been there if it wasn't for not being in town. Right. Yeah, because it was actually close to your house. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was at Bathurst. I just walked to Sanjay's place after that. So it was oh, at Bathurst jokes. between Dupont and uh, whatever. <laughs> DuPont and Blur. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, so that's that. Um, I remember the one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, and I'm very, I'm definitely going to keep this short. Um, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on the plane. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there is no better time than to watch a three-hour movie when you have nothing else to do other than just sit. God damn it, that was a shitty movie. Didn't like it? I hated it. It was, the, it was easily the worst Tarantino film. Ooh. Easily. All right. That's um, how I felt. Interesting. It, it was boring. There were like a third of the, maybe a, a third or a quarter of the film is good. Outside of that, it was just fucking tedious. That is a hot take, sir. I, uh, I disagree with you. I actually liked the movie a lot. <laughs> oh. We oh. should, we should do a versus. I do a versus on that. On yeah. that? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. On that. I, I do want to have a Tarantino episode where we maybe rank them or something like that i mean we could do that but i feel like this would sustain yeah no i episode. definitely i because i think i, I didn't think it. there was any goddamn chance you liked this there was no parlor scenes there's no par- <laughs> nobody was sitting by I, a fire i love a good parlor scene that's true and uh but you know what sometimes i gotta branch out i am shocked <laughs> i am absolutely I, shocked i remember like because i saw it a while ago i remember liking it more than the average tarantino movie to be honest i actually um yeah 
Yeah, I you know we should we should get into it later. Absolutely, I'll it. dude, no. I'll do another episode after this. <laughs> oh, it's Pre-Q gonna be a long 52. night too. Yeah. Um. Anyways, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's let's go into it a little bit longer, but um, um, hopefully less time than that piece of shit movie. Um. <laughs> so today's topic. Did you have anything else you want to talk about? Or uh, I saw the lighthouse. How was it? If the director's first movie, which was The Witch, okay, I still haven't seen that. Uh, it makes that movie look like or feel like a children's treehouse Shit. show, like an episode of Blue's Clues. And what I mean by that, I mean that the plot, like it's it's definitely these are definitely art films, but in like there is almost like no tangible plot. To, to the lighthouse it's like that's why you want like once upon a time in hollywood it was so yes once upon a time in, the, in hollywood is like the polar opposite plot plotting wise yes yeah then uh to to the lighthouse because even the witch had a plot like there was a central conceit there were some themes there was like things people can latch onto. it was still very arty and a slow burn but when you the lighthouse is like man it leaves you floating out in the void just in terms of like what's happening with these two guys descending into madness. So L- looking but, for a lighthouse to guide your way. Just keep going. Ugh. I've had better content before. God, yeah, that was awful. Um, yeah, so uh, it was uh, a campfire <laughs> like this one. <laughs> sorry, that's from the the, the fog. fog. Oh, buddy, dude, that is sorry. That's, that's a great. That's a great. Soundtrack. I've listened to that prologue more times than I've listened to any of the other songs. That yeah. I'll just put it on. I'm like, I want to hear his voice. <laughs> what was it? And then when you picture him, like I'm picturing this wiry old guy, and it's this fat fucking sea captain just <laughs> yeah. talking to a bunch of four year olds that are looking at him like, "Where am I? Why am I here?" It's just so awful. The fog is definitely one of oh. one of those like I think that's one of <laughs> Carpenter's like best movies. I really, it's really I really good. enjoy it. But Tom Welling's really good in it. Oh my god, sir, no, get no. out of my house. We do not talk about the fog remake here. Um, yeah. So, uh, but having said all that, I actually do like the light. I did like the lighthouse. It was an interesting experience. I, I, I uh, if you can handle that sort of esoteric filmmaking and one that doesn't tie up all any loose ends or doesn't tie up any ends, doesn't have any ends to tie because it's just this weird you know amorphous film uh but that kind of makes you feel a certain way but not doesn't necessarily do it through a plot of any kind um yeah i would definitely recommend you you see it that was a long-winded recommendation um i did types so- oh that's what it was never mind i had okay. to type something and i couldn't remember what it was um Uthel, what are we doing today what's our topic we are reviewing the joker are we ready to get into it yeah okay <laughs> All right, that sounded real sultry. No, okay. no, yeah, no. I'm trying to figure. I wanted to. I'm gonna try and splice in that that lighthouse clip from uh, from the prologue of the fog. Eleven fifty-five, almost midnight. Enough time for one more story. Suddenly, out of the night, the fog rolled in, and then they saw a light. My God, it was a fire. It was a campfire, like this one. 
because I just brought it up out of nowhere. So yeah. anybody that hasn't seen The Fog is listening to that part and is like, what the <laughs> fuck is he talking about? <laughs> like this one. Like this one. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right, you ready to get into it? 11.55. <laughs> Are you done? Are you finished? Yeah, I'm done. All right, thank you. Uh, so Like let- this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm you really cut done. the shit. Okay, uh, let's find out if we all have negative thoughts. Uh, I screwed that up 100%. I was trying to read it off my phone and it just completely screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> let's try you that again. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Hang on, let me get this right. This is what happens when you don't take care of your mental health, folks. Yeah, it's really hot in here. That's what's happening because I had the oven on. Like crack we a made window, a, man. I, right did, I did, I did, I did crack open. It is hundred percent open. I that the gummy bears through that. <laughs> that heat you're feeling is coming off of my skin. Ugh. I am like a furnace right now. Just read the fucking um, line. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Here we go. Let's find out. If all we have are negative thoughts about this movie, this is the Joker. I tried to pull it off, but I I wrote it here, and I should have just read it the way I wrote it. But then I got turned around, and I'm just like it really was, hot. It was me doing the fog impression. Yeah, it's just it's all I can think about is that old guy on the on the beach. It says How it he is not in control. He has. I can't. I don't know. I'd have Stop to. Stop it. Okay. I'm done. All right. I'm reading his notes. Um, okay. <sighs> so wait. Negative thoughts about this film. Does that mean you had negative thoughts about this film? I had some, but more. Most of them were positive. Actually, I I enjoyed this movie uh, quite a bit. So I came out of it thinking, what a piece of shit. And then. Wow. Really. Well, yeah. Um, granted, the very. La- Without spoil, we're not going to spoil yeah, yeah. anything yet. Right. But coming out of it, I was like, "That was fucking stupid." Um, <laughs> mulled it over though in my head and realized I enjoyed a, a very uh, much more than I didn't like about the film. Um, overall, the film has. I think everybody puts in a good performance. Every actor crushes their role. Oh yeah, this is a this is just everyone's a game. Yeah, for sure. And the look of the film, the colors of the film, like just everything was just so well done. Like Todd Phillips crushed it. He, he yeah, I think so. I don't know, man. Like I like the Hangover films, but I feel like this was pretty goddamn good. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. There are some things that, and we'll get into some of those details. There's some things I didn't like about it. Yes, uh, from the plot and some of the some of the devices they use in the plot. Uh, I felt some of it could be cliched. Yes. Um, and that's not what I was expecting from this movie, to be honest. A cliche was not what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, and they, they did do that. They hammered some of the themes home a little too... They were a little too ham-fisted about some of that. Um, so, um, but... Uh, what are you looking at? No, nothing. Oh. Um, you know what though, the, the, and I said this back when they were making this film and they yeah. released trailers from it. Um, this didn't need to be a Joker film at all. It has no. It it no no. It, it could have been a standalone film without like because they're really like the only connection, and this isn't really a spoiler, but the only real connection to the DC Comics characters 
is Gotham City and the Waynes. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. And to be honest, I found that to be more of a distraction than anything. If they wanted to turn this into a Joker film, I would have just gone with Gotham City and left it at that. Anytime they had any Wayne characters on film, I found it to be kind of a distraction. I agree. Um, I agree 100%. Because the thing is, the film on its own merit is a very good film. It's just that once you start kind of putting in the whole concept of DC Comics, it just, it, it, I feel like the general audience goer that doesn't really understand that this is probably an Elseworlds type of story. Yeah. That's not in the, the, the standard DCEU continuity. Sure, yeah. We'll be confused. They're just like, wait, so Jared Leto? Or this guy, or you know what? I'm I feel like people from, are more. You got to give people a little more credit than that. I think they I've can had tell two it people out. ask me about that already. Really? So wait, is he the new Joker? Th- oh, th- that's what I mean. I dude, I think yeah. that the general audience goer is going to be kind of like, wait, what is going on here? I, I actually really dislike that precedent. I've I've hated that precedent. Precedent. I've hated the president for a long time. I've hated that precedent for a long time as the mm-hmm. sort of forced. Um, uh, universing of movies like obviously like you know um, Marvel a lot of Marvel success is is due to that and that's one way to tell stories and uh, I just think that the expectation now is that all stories need to be told that way and really they 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 don't no I don't uh, think that they need to but 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 because Marvel has been so successful, and DC to some extent has, but obviously not nearly as successful, has had their had their own, you know, have had their own setbacks. But um, but uh, because of that, people are anticipating things to be tied in. Um, just a short rant here. Like I don't want the my movies to become giant tv shows like i really do not want to do that and uh and i feel like a lot of endgame in particular like avengers endgame a lot of that i just it passed me right by like i i didn't know everything that was happening especially the relationship between hawkeye black uh black widow i was like that came that came out of nowhere for me to be honest but i'd had to have seen certain movies in order to understand that that relationship existed so this this whole idea i actually really don't like it because i don't like watching long form tv shows for this for the reason that they take up so much time and that you have to watch them in order right i like i've always liked the packaging of a movie because it's two two hours three hours whatever it happens to be and it's, and it's a story that's contained in and of itself i know that doesn't have a whole lot to do with what you were saying but you know what? I just needed to get that out there. No, I mean, it, it kind of does because of the confusion of people looking at it and being like, well, wait, is this part of the universe or not? The problem is that DC, or I guess Warner Brothers, basically tried to have that happen with the whole Justice League experiment. Yeah. And then it went to shit for them. Sure. So because they kind of went down that route already, now people are kind of confused. If they would have just had it be a bunch of solo movies and then decided to wrangle everything together kind of like Marvel did it. Sure. Then it probably would have made more sense. And then you could probably discern a little bit more who's in what universe or yeah. even if they're they they are in the same universe they're just not on the screen together then who cares. But so the odd thing is to even ask the question. I feel like is just who cares? Like it does did the movie you watch like did you enjoy it? You didn't you certainly didn't need to know about anything else that was happening. And that's how I typically judge my movies, right? Yeah. So, like, 
the Winter Soldier. Did I need to see? I haven't even seen Captain America one, but right, I love yeah. the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's a yeah. great movie. Yes, right. But if I watch Civil War and I haven't seen anything else, none of that shit's going to make any sense to me. So that that's kind of what I mean in terms of like, why even ask the question? Like, is it even important? Did you did you like the movie? If you know Ben Affleck's Batman shows up in the middle of Joker, you can be like, oh, like, well, what happened to Jared Leto? For example, would be an right. appropriate question. Yeah, but there is nothing in the movie that makes you like question really anything. Like it's it's a whole it's a complete package. There's nothing. It there is. are no references. It is, but the problem is that they are claiming that the character in this film is that character that's in that universe. So it leads the audience to probably a little bit of confusion. I'm not saying that that is right. I'm just oh, no, saying no, sorry. that I'm general not... audience goers could be yeah. confused. I'm uh, sorry. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just I'm more of thinking out loud as to why is that question even important. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. Oh, I'm I... like why like why come out of a movie and be like oh I wonder if that's you know I I don't know it, it, it's just it's strange. It's another distraction though. Yeah for yeah a lot that's of people true. That are going that's to true. The film. That's, I, that's I my believe problem. That. I I'm not that. saying that it's important. I'm not saying that we need everything needs to be connected because it. Shazam absolutely proved it didn't need to. Yeah, Aquaman right. okay. really yeah, the only nothing, the only reference was hey we all got together a little while ago by Mira. It was literally right. a throwaway line. Mm. That was it. And that's the thing is these characters can have their own movies. It doesn't have to be some giant crossover. I mean Marvel for the most part out of six movies they have one giant crossover film with a little bit of sprinkling of stuff of that universe and the other ones. But for the most part most films you can pretty much see standalone. For the most part. Um, for well, the no, most so, part. Okay, okay. For the, for the most part. I mean, I would I would challenge that if I had a moment to think, because Civil War certainly you can't. Civil War is not. Yeah, Civil War, Avengers you need a little movies, bit of back, yeah, backstory. You, you the Avengers yeah. ones are the major tie-ins. But Civil yeah. War was also kind of the major tie-in at that time as well. That was just before Infinity War. So, long story short, most of the Marvel films, you could actually go in pretty cold and get stuff out of it. Unless it's a sequel to, like, like if it's... I mean, fuck. Captain America 1, you didn't need to see for Captain America 2. And no, Civil War, you didn't need haven't. to... Well, yeah. I guess no, Civil you War. You really didn't need to see two of Captain America. You had to see all the other films. <laughs> <ones. laughs> so it was more homework going in. That's right. But, um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, Ant-Man, you'd have to see Ant-Man 1 to kind of get some of the stuff in Ant-Man 2. But it's more just the characters. Anyways, long story short, I don't want to go on a big yeah, Marvel yeah. tangent. Yeah. Long story short... I could see general audience goers getting confused because this was a Joker film and it really didn't need to be. That was yeah. the only point I was making. Sure. Um, it's a good movie on its own merit with its own problems. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that's basically my thoughts on it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's jump into spoilers. Let's get All into right. it. Um, so so uh, uh, plot wise, basically, yeah. I think it pretty much starts with the Joker. Uh, sorry, the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix's character Arthur Fleck on the street working. Yeah. In uh, New York City. Turning this, tricks. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Not New York City. In Gotham City. But it's clearly, you know, it was all shot in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> turning tricks. He's turning something. It's not a trick. It's a sign. But uh, he, uh, a bunch of kids steal a sign and he gets his ass kicked for the first time, but certainly not the last time in this movie. No. He gets beat up a lot. Um, and uh, so right away, I am loving the look of this movie. Like yes. you talked about the look before we said and I should have doubled down on that because this movie looks fantastic. I will 100% buy this on 4K Blu-ray. Looks 
amazing out of the colors the just like that grininess the, yeah. the grain the griminess well, i don't know the, if there's grain but it felt like it with the colors because yeah. everything was kind of i don't want to say muted but like like old like yes it had like it Lived was like in. old paper yeah how it kind of yellows a little bit like yes. i felt like that was on there all the time oh man it was it's so beautifully shot and yeah. this is something that even right from the trailer right from when i saw the trailer i'm like this movie looks the look of this movie is on point it is so beautiful and um and and that, that obviously that continues to the rest of the movie and there are a couple of select scenes that look the best in my opinion lots of texture because in the middle of this they also have this gar it's a garbage strike or a garbage crisis happening in Gotham I don't know man so basically um, what's happening shit got real political real fast yeah so it's just like garbage is piling up all over the place uh, little do people know that's kind of just what Manhattan looks like on a Wednesday. But, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, garbage is piling up everywhere and people, uh, there's like civil unrest. It's really setting up this whole sort of civil unrest. People are fed up uh, in the in the city and, and it all it does is ramp up the tension, the entire movie. Um, so uh, if I remember correctly, I saw this movie a long time ago, but I'm going to start sort of uh, jumping jumping into scenes and plot here. Um, I'll keep you honest. Okay. So uh, he loses the sign, but then he, he uh, basically you find out that he's living with his mother. Yeah. Um, and they have this really sort of kind of weird but kind of adorable relationship. Um, what did you think? Adorable? Yeah, it's kind of this weird adorable thing where like they watch I think you television together. Creepy as yeah. fuck. They they watch television together and he's taking care of her. And um this is where you find out he has a condition. And this was a complete surprise to me. Like I didn't know anything about this before. I tried to not know as much about this movie yeah, before going in as I could, but he has a condition where he spontaneously laughs, even though that's not how he feels. Well, he found that out on the bus when he gave the card to the lady. Yes, but that's yes. right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Um, so you find out this, and he, and what do you think of this? Uh, his various laughs. <laughs> I, his laugh is fucking fantastic. Oh, it's great, isn't it? The problem is with his spontaneous laughter is that it was a great plot device that didn't lead to anything. I felt like there should have been a better moment for it in the film, and it never really got that. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was kind of like a little sprinkle of stuff, like him laughing at inopportune times. But I felt like there would have been a really good impact of like, like for instance, after after he kills, I'm jumping ahead, but yeah. after he kills his mom, of just fucking. Sp- Brawled out on the floor laughing hard. Yeah. To the point of you can see that the guy's in pain. Like, I felt like he didn't have that moment using that plot device that was impactful enough at the right moment in the film. Like, that should have been something in the climax of the film that you got to see. And I don't think we ever really saw that. I have a, I have a question, and uh, maybe I'm wrong about this. But after he finds out about his mother and his basically his true origin or a semi true yeah. origin um in arkham or yeah he arkham? gets the files from arkham. arkham yeah after he decides he knows what he goes out to do like he's going out to do something does he ever laugh i don't think so man so i think so i think the idea is that this whole condition that he has has been like a fabrication just like a lot of his origin so I actually I think that's the payoff. The fact that once he discovers that a lot of his life has been a lie, his condition goes away. 
he's not laughing anymore, basically, right? Um, or he's going to laugh when he wants to, rather than what, like that it's being dictated by this condition, which is a, maybe like something that is a reflection of this falsehood of his, of his, like, you know, his past. So I, because I, I don't remember him laughing as the I don't Joker. Think he did. Like, I, I as, don't think he when did. he's in full, you know, body like face paint and everything, and the whole get up at the end. I don't think he ever actually cackles. Which like, is my problem again, man. I actually kind of like that though. I, I fucking like dude. I want to see the Joker laugh. I want to see the Joker laugh. He smiles like an asshole. Dude, there's a smile is not a laugh when it comes That's to true. the That's true. I mean, like, sir. you don't... Yes. Don't so you you're right. They, you, know, you, know, you don't get that payoff, but I actually like the fact that he's in control now. Like, that, I feel like that's what that's telling us. Like, he's, he's, um, he's now taken control of his life, and the things that he is choosing to do now, he's doing of his own free will uh, and with full understanding of who he is. I get that, but still... With that great laugh, sure, yeah, yeah. Should there should have been more of a pay, like? That's the problem. Is it wasn't obvious. I, I I do agree with you because that actually dawned on me as well to some degree that right. It, not not necessarily that he was in control, but it dawned, it definitely dawned on me that you at a certain point that kind of stopped happening. Yeah, and I was like, where's the payoff? Like, right. If he's gonna have that condition, either go all the way with it, where he's laughing at inopportune times all the time, and that's his that's his shtick. Or if not, and you're going to have that moment where he's like, I just own this shit. Let him own it. Yeah. And to the point where he's going to laugh whenever the fuck he wants. Right. Because now he owns it, and now he's going to laugh whenever he wants. Right. I like that. But they, that's the thing is with that great laugh, you got no payoff. That was my big beef with that, man. Right. I, I, I think, the, I think the, the ownership of it and the fact that it stops happening is the payoff. But I get it. I get the fact. Like, we want to see the Joker be the Joker. Right. And uh, it doesn't I mean, you're missing that big piece, basically. What are you laughing at? Nothing. I thought of something terrible. I don't know if I'm going to say it anyways. So, yeah. So so let's let's not. Um, it's for the best. Yeah. Um, so you, you uh, he's got this strange relationship with his mother. He's got this condition and he works as a uh, it's I guess he's like just a clown, a clown f- like a clown for hire, for hire. at so, the clown for hire agency. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's one of those. Yeah. So they have a bunch of other folks that are working there and, um, you know, it's getting it's getting dangerous out in the in, in, yeah. in the world. And, yeah. some, and one of the other clown guys gives him a gun. The one that looks like a convicted sex offender. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which pretty much all of them do. Yeah, they all do. Um, and and I'm trying to remember. So I'm basically skipping gets forward. Gets the gun. But it gets the gun. But like something like other things happen that other are basically happen. ramping up his his inability to like he he like can't take it anymore. No, like he's exactly. got he's getting pushed around a lot. He's getting beat up a lot. I can't remember all the specific instances of Some that. Some of the happening. instances was he loses his oh, job loses because the job. of the gun, so he gets a gun from the the convicted sex offender and um loses his job over that because he actually actually drops it during a performance oh, at a, ho- a children's hospital. That was so great. He's doing and let's talk about these dance moves. He has got some moves in this movie. Oh man, when he's dancing as that clown in the in the children's hospital, he's got the ar- the hands under the under the armpits and kind of got this like a little uh he's got this little hoedown thing going he does, on. Yeah, he's got some moves. Um I'd like to see him and Pennywise just have like a hoedown, a hoe off. Ho off? A hoe off. That's not what Did I you meant say to say that. <laughs> I just, <laughs> that came out wrong. 
That's that probably came out exactly as they needed to. But uh, yeah, that is too much. <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> a hoe off, <laughs> a hoe down, a hoe down showdown. How about that? That's a good. A hoe that's down showdown. Good. Yeah, that sounds like. Uh, that sounds like a fighting game. It's <laughs> like samurai. It's like the sequel to Shit Samurai Showdown. It's like the hoe down showdown. Hoe down showdown. <laughs> Um, if anybody, if any prospective uh, game developers are listening to this right now, that is the title of your next game. Hoedown Showdown, and it's just a, but you can choose from a bunch of clowns. It's just a different clowns that that's all they're doing. Why are clowns in this? <laughs> because that's all I've seen do a hoedown in a long time. Like I, in the movies. I figured it was going to be like. A bunch of. Like Celeste versus her pimp. That's what I thought Hoedown Showdown was. Okay. The pimp was like. The big boss at the end, oh like in God. Final Fight, okay. like the the, right. the cop. All right, <laughs> all righty, let's keep it moving. Celeste in January, <laughs> hoe down showdown, <laughs> reclaiming thinking... the streets for themselves. <laughs> oh, God. It's like you know, you know the game that would good be great. Bit movie, yeah, or, yeah, uh, it would music. be like Streets of Rage. That's what it would be like. It would just be a beat 'em up. Streets of Horse. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I didn't start with hoedown showdown. <laughs> I was thinking of the dance. Actually, so. yeah. Now that you mention it, I, after I said hoedown showdown, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've misconstrued. Yes, yeah, yeah. We may need to edit this part out. Ah, it's fine. Um, so, so now I've lost my way. Uh, he drops the gun and he gets fired unceremoniously because the guy thinks he's you know he stole the sign, but he didn't yeah. steal the sign because he was beaten up with it and the kids yeah. took it and the gun and the gun. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal. Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah. So uh, he loses his job and he's uh, where is he coming back from? He's uh, he dressed as a clown. He's on the subway. He dresses as a clown. He's on the subway and that's when he gets assaulted by a couple of three Wayne. Enterprises, yeah, like employees, basically, and he kills two in self-defense, but then the third one he just basically executes. Yeah, this was an intense scene. Very, it was really well shot, really well acted, executed. It was the best scene in the the film. Yeah, it was very, very good. Like the tension is slowly rising the entire movie because, sorry, the entire scene because he's laughing uncontrollably. Yes, he's laughing uncontrollably. Powerful, powerful. He can't stop laughing. Uh, and the guys come over, and that's what gets their attention. So um, here's the interesting thing about this scene. is like if I were those guys, and I saw a clown laughing maniacally on the train with the strobe lights of the train, like the way he's shot, I'm like, no way I'm getting near that guy. I would have gone even off if the back, and they were on the very last train. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like the, he, the way he's shot, I'm like, oh, my God. Like even if I were a bully – Looking for someone to bully. Yeah. I'd be like, probably not that guy who's cackling like a madman in full clown getup, you know? In their defense, they just struck out with the the fine young lady that was sitting That's across right. from them. That's right. They were all pent up. They had to get out the... Get it out. Yeah. So they beat, the, the, they beat the shit out of him. But then he pulls the gun, shoots two of them, and then executes the other one and basically runs off. And then finds that he has the, I guess he discovers some kind of like inner power. He can get control there. He can fight back. And uh, he has a, uh, he has someone else living in his building, Zazie Beats. I can't remember her, her name in the movie, but he meets her 
and her daughter, I think. Yeah. And uh, basically, yeah, a child or whatever. And she comes to say hi to him earlier. But then after he murders these the, these guys, he, he goes over to us and starts a relationship with her. So, um, and yeah, so his life is great, basically, after that. He's like, you know, he's spending time with her. He's seeing that the clown crime that he committed is starting to become some kind of movement. Yeah. Like, people are starting to latch on to that, using the clown symbol as a sign of rebelliousness, as a sign of, like, essentially, like, an uprising. Right. Because, you know, the Waynes are seen as, you know, preying on the poor. So, so yeah, I actually like this. I like this whole thematic... The whole movie is kind of ramping up the tension, the civil sort of unrest tension, the entire movie. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, They did a good job with that. Um, Meanwhile, there's a, there's Robert De Niro is playing a television host of like a, I guess a comedy variety show. What'd you think of him in this movie? I thought he was fine. Um, It seemed like he cared. Yes. He was awake. He absolutely felt like he was awake and he cared. Yeah. Which Um, is a big deal because it's been a while since I've seen him care about anything. I, uh, I, I don't know. I'd have to see more movies of his recently that I can... It's just like, you know, Meet the Fockers or whatever, all those movies. Yeah, he just kind of glides through those. But, yeah. like, yeah, in this one, it seemed like he cared. His his performance wasn't... um, It wasn't understated by any means. But at the same time, he wasn't, like, it didn't feel like he was overdoing it. He felt like he was right in the pocket of where he needed to be. Right, it yeah. was It was great. I think he did exactly what he needed to do. Actually, what was great, too... and again jumping kind of towards the end of the film now um as he's interviewing fleck on his show yeah seeing him kind of um slowly come to the realization that things are far more grave than the jokes i guess he was planning yeah. to make against fleck yeah um his change in tone was oh, very cool. subtle yeah and really but, well but done. very definitive like yeah it, I, I was that was great it was very it was su- yeah because like he but he realized he, as a host he tried to keep the ball kind of rolling too but at the same time completely condemning and yeah giving him shit pretty much yeah, yeah. exactly no that i think good, i think man. he did it he did a pretty good job um, skipping forward basically you're the audience is made to believe that uh, well, essentially, his mother, Fleck's mother, had worked for the Waynes yeah. for a little while, and the audience is led to believe that potentially uh, Thomas Wayne is Arthur Fleck's father. Yes. So Arthur Fleck gets this idea, sees the love letters and all of that stuff that you know they wrote each other, and says, you know what, I'm going to go visit them. So he goes and he visits the Waynes. Love letters that they sent each other? Or what he finds letters like. Uh, well, he found the one letter that was his mother sending it to Wayne. There was never any correspondence. Oh, there wasn't. There wasn't one coming back. No, no, no. Yeah, there was, okay, it was I'm just her. remember now. Yeah. Okay. So he goes up and he has this crazy weird scene with Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Which uh, I actually think was co- like this is the part that's re- like you were saying. I think this is just completely unnecessary. Absolutely, like none of this man. was literally anything with the Waynes could have been cut out from this yeah. film, and it still would have been great. Yeah, there was, uh, it and it would have been less distracting. Yeah, it was distracting. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's no other way to really put it. I think that pretty much nails it. So he has this crazy scene up there, and uh, he goes to visit. Basically, at a benefit uh, where riots are now starting. 
So riots with people in clown masks are starting. So this right. whole Gotham City is reaching this fever pitch using the clown crime as uh, as their sort of representation of their unrest. And they get and he has this scene, which I actually really liked with Thomas Wayne. As distracting as the whole thing was, I like this scene where Arthur co- confronts Thomas Wayne and says, like, you're my dad. And Thomas Wayne is like, no, your mom's crazy. You need to go figure that out. And it's like this really this moment where he starts to realize that potentially like not all is what it seems right. with him. And he eventually goes to Arkham Asylum, steals his own records and finds out that no, Thomas Wayne is not his father. His mother uh, was, I guess, dating or his father was abusive. Was it his father or was yeah. his, or like a mother's boyfriend or something uh, like that after remember. he was born? Yeah, I can't remember for sure. Wait, wasn't he adopted? Yes, he was he adopted. He was adopted. So I guess, yeah, it would have been his stepfather. Yeah, stepfather. Basically tied him to a radiator yeah. and beat the ever-loving shit out of him. As well he should. Yeah. 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 Arthur Fleck deserved it. I'm going to be a father, guys. <laughs> um. And uh, and so he finds all of this out, and basically his his world comes crashing down. Visits his mother in the. Meanwhile, these detectives are really trying to chase him down, and they're getting close. Ah, they're not trying that hard. Uh, yeah, like, they hey, they weren't sure. Hey, did you commit that murder, yeah, Mister yeah. Clown with a gun? Yeah, they weren't sure. Um, which is which is funny. I was hoping like if we're gonna start peppering sort of Batman references through these movies that they would be. Like the character names would be, you know, someone from the GCPD or something from the books, but no, they're not. I, at least as far as I could tell, they weren't. There, there weren't really any references there. Um, so these cops are kind of like, yeah, this guy probably did it. Um, but they're then, but they need to build a case, um, and they come to visit his mother, say that he might have done it. Mother has like a heart attack or a stroke or something. Arthur finds out about his past, visits his mother, kills his mom. As in well, the he hospital. should. <laughs> she deserved it. Um, uh, and that, I think this is the scene where I was like, mm, didn't like where this, this, this whole revelation was going. Basically you find out that, um, you find out that his relationship with Zazie Beats is actually completely fabricated in his own mind. So it goes back to all the scenes that they were spending together and shows them again without her there because that's what's actually happening. You didn't see that coming? I just, it was just, it was, this was the cliched. Yeah. It was so, I just didn't, I didn't want, maybe in my mind, yep. I didn't want that to be what it was. I would love to see him actually have a relationship and what this would do yeah. to that. Um, but, but man, I was really disappointed when they revealed that yeah. she was essentially like their relationship, like, she's real. Her daughter's real. They do live in the building, but the relationship and the time that they spent together was a complete figment of his imagination. Yeah, I agree. It was. Um, I kind of picked up on it at some point in the film because I was like, "Doesn't she have a kid? What is she doing gallivanting?" Yeah, like I just, I that was one thing I thought of. And I'm like, "Nah, they wouldn't do that." Right. And then they did it. I was like, "Oh shit." Is this is is this where we're going? Yeah. Like, I I just I started worrying and I kind of I feel like my worries were kind of warranted. Yeah. The way the the direction of the film goes. It was uh, for a movie that does a lot of unique things. Yeah. Uh, it that was so insanely cliched. I was like, man, that was like a 
uh, it's just a tried, tested, and true move. And I was like, ah, that was kind of a cop-out. I guess it's kind of to indicate the fact that, because by then, wasn't he getting off of his meds because they cut that's, funding? That's right. Yeah. 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 So, so he I guess doesn't have his of, medication anymore. Yeah. And, um, and... I just, you know what, man? I don't like it when films do that, though. Like the whole, oh, it was just a just a fairy tale yeah because it just it's the get out of jail free card yeah and i don't like like that like there's no reason to like i don't know i just feel like you could probably structure the film or the the plot a little bit better to not have to do something silly like that yeah i think so as well i think so as well um i mean we kind of glossed over some of the scenes i really did like though like after i think it's after he murders the guys on the train he goes to the bathroom. Yeah, and starts dancing. Yeah, and dude, oh my god, this is such a beautiful scene. Like, just the way it looks, and yes. the way it's lit, and the score, it's so good in the scene. I was just like, I don't know what I'm watching. You know, like, I don't know. It gives off the right vibe. Like, it's 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 spot on, and just the movement that he's doing, and he's doing it a lot through the whole movie. It's not just that one scene, but he's dancing, like, the entire time. Yeah. And uh, he's got this really fluid sort of like with these, you know, like almost ballerina-ish type physical movements. And it's just so unique. Like, I don't think I've seen anybody dance quite like that in a film before. I'm just going to check the video real quick. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was it was different. It was kind of weird in the way that they I'm getting tangled up. It was kind of weird in the way that they did it. Like, yeah. Um, they had a lot of close-up shots of his face in the movie, and it just looked beautiful. You could see every pore in his face. He I lost like the pores. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I've never seen her. Like, dude, you had such a genuine excitement about whatever it was you were going to say. I was like, this is going to be good, and you're talking about his fucking pores? Dude, you... Like, no I blackheads. Have... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's... You can see so much detail. I can appreciate. I can appreciate that because the movie—that's what the movie is. It's just like tremendous amounts of detail. Pores. <laughs> yeah, pores, dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of shots in the movie where it's just his face filling the entire frame. Uh, oddly enough, the lighthouse has a lot of those shots too. And there is one insane scene with Willem Dafoe that you have to watch, even if you don't watch the movie. You have to watch this. It's like a three-minute scene where all he does is curse. Like, old sea curses for like three and a half minutes. I'm so into that. And he's just... It's basically... It puts that scene of Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction to shame. I wouldn't even watch that anymore. If I'm going to watch someone curse... Someone that's a big hundred percent the lighthouse. I will like, throw that gauntlet down. Sam Jackson Wha- is in the cur- the the Hollywood cursing Hall of Fame. Yeah, but and it's, you're telling see, me this is better. These are ye old sea curses, my friend. Like these aren't. This isn't. This isn't. These aren't modern curses, and All like right. it's so different. It's so. I'm just like, and just when you think it's gonna stop, he just pull the cord again. And he starts right back up, and he just and, you're just and the camera keeps getting closer to his face. I'm like literally in the theater like this, like, like trying to back away. Like it's just, oh my god, it's amazing. Um, How anyway. much better would that scene have been if it was the guy from the fog? <laughs> it was a fire. <laughs> like this one there's so much h in that there's like a lot of h's that yeah yeah like, yeah like, that guy he's that's because he's got, hike. that's because he's got a lung infection of some kind he's got to push out the air
Oh, God. I almost passed out. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, back anyways, to the movie. Fuck Zazzy Beats and his delusion. No, where were we? I don't yeah. Uh, you know, Zazzy Beats and his delusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, she was actually really good. I liked her, too. Oh, like, she's, she's great. I, yeah. I got nothing bad to say. No, no. Her. She was like none she's of the act. Good. All of the acting in this movie is absolutely top notch. Yeah, Obviously, Joaquin misused. is just knocking it out of the park. Yes. Every scene that he's in. Um and uh, and yeah, so he you find out that that was a, a figment of his imagination. Do you think he kills her in that scene? I don't think what? so. When there's a, there's a scene where he goes into her apartment when you find out yeah, that yeah, their yeah. relationship was fake. Um, and well, I guess they he, never showed. They him never showed. Out. I don't think. I don't think so. I, I think I read thought. an article that Todd Phillips says no. Like he doesn't. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah, walks yeah. away. Um, Dude, there's so much conjecture. Like I've read. No, I was talking to my brother, and I think he read something about it. And he's like, "There's thoughts that that." everything that like a bunch of the stuff throughout the film is a delusion like for instance the fact that he was saying that what's his name gave him the gun but he didn't actually that's why everybody like that's why he's like i you, you asked me you bought it off of me you asked me for the gun or you oh insisted. yeah and that was him del- having a delusion that the guy's like here take the gun take the gun yeah and i'm just like if we're getting to that that's not good like i don't like it when a film puts that much of the onus on interpreting the film on the i don't mind a little bit especially at the end it's like maybe kind of a little bit here and there i got to make some decisions but if all of a sudden i've got to go back and question like pretty much every single scene it's like that's a lot that's a lot you sir would not like the lighthouse but you watch that one scene oh for worth it um uh, I didn't have that problem because the guy comes back later in the movie in a in what I think is the best scene in the movie. I was I really liked this scene, just because it was visceral, like yes, it was a yes, visceral, yes. well edited, well executed violence scene. Uh, and uh, so basically, the guy who had given him the gun earlier in the movie and was the reason he got fired, and a little person who also worked at the clown college thing there, clowns for hire, they come and they say the police have been asking about you, Arthur, like. We're here to make sure that you're okay. And the guy's like, what did you tell them about the gun? Now, this leads me to believe that he did give them the gun because he Absolutely. came over here to because you're worried about it. So I, that, I, I think that was, I think that pretty much answers that question. For, for me, I never. Never doubted it. No, no, I never, I never even thought of it until, until Mikey mentioned it to me. Right. Um, I mean, to, to play devil's advocate, he could be asking that because he. He knows that he thinks. He had given yes. it to him yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like, I'm in trouble because you, you told him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I was like, what'd you tell him? So he's like, what'd you tell him about the gun? It's like, you know, I, you know, I need to know. And just before they leave, I can't remember how he does this. What does he do? Is he break a bottle or how does he kill? He stabs him in the eye, doesn't he? I don't remember. Oh, it was my very God. Violent. It was It was very violent. stabby and violent. Oh, my God. Right in the face. Just stabs him yeah. and he, he's in the middle of painting himself is he not at that point just after face he is... just finished painting his tongue yeah so he's painted his right. face white getting ready for his debut on this variety show he can't be a good clown if he's painting his tongue like that's unnecessary i mean he's just like he's really getting into it he's probably into his mouth all right he's probably painting his whole body he's probably painting his genitals really like the whole thing the whole the whole i mean nine. that's a different type of clown <laughs> You can't go to the children's hospital with that act. So, 
brutal. You'd have rather him been armed than that yeah. performance. Um, um, yeah, no. It, so he he kills him. He kills him uh, very badly. Violently, and there's there's blood everywhere. And he has this really matter-of-fact conversation with the other actor. And it's, it's the little person who's there just like, can't believe what he just saw. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's like, you, you can go because you've been nice to me. And it's this really kind of funny moment when he goes he lets the little person through and he's trying to get out but he can't reach the doorknob of the door so he's like arthur can you he's like oh yeah no problem he gets up and he goes to open the door to let him out then closes and asks him a question like it's this really like long prolonged scene of of this guy trying to get out of there because he thinks arthur's gonna kill him so i uh i watched the how should it have ended or is it how how it should have ended how it should have ended yeah um uh, animated YouTube series if you haven't seen it it's awesome and they basically put in one of the scenarios that I immediately thought as to why this guy didn't immediately run off call and the call the police that's right and send him uh, either to the to the apartment or to the fact that he's going to be on this show later on today does he tell them that though yeah he they... goes have you ever seen this show I'm oh on it later. okay okay so, so I had immediately a... thought like and then they did the scene for that I was like oh perfect yeah Made me feel smart. That's right. Well, I'm glad you're validated. No. Anyway, um, so then he suits up and he gets ready for his debut yes. on the show because this show host has actually made fun of him in the past and he's going to get back at him and it shows him rehearsing yeah. like what he's going to do. And I love this stuff. I love when it's showing what he plans to do. And this is what I love about this whole part of the movie. He's getting in full Joker getup. You get him the slow-mo, walk down the hallway, green hair, great suit, looking looking like the cl- clown prince of crime Yeah, in full control. But just moments before, you saw him rehearsing, taking the gun out of his pocket to rehearse to shoot you know, Robert De Niro's character when he gets on the show. His yeah. gun's getting caught in his jacket and like all these weird things. Then he has this big moment of dancing on the stairs. Yeah. Okay. Love this scene, beautifully shot, oh, just a great, beautiful-looking scene, but then it's interrupted, right? This is like his big moment, right? Yeah. His big moment. He's all in the get-up. He's in the badass moment, and he gets interrupted by the two cops and goes running down the street like a clown. He looks ridiculous running down the street. He is not in control of this situation, and that's what I love about this stuff. It's like, you know when a, when a hero has their big badass moment or a, you know, a villain has their big bad, they're always in control. Right. right at the at that penultimate moment of their big action in the movie, yeah, this guy's not in control at all. No. His scene is completely interrupted, and he has to go running down the street and run away. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this is like I liked that. I like the practicality of that. He's like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. No, he it's... has no idea. He just knows he wants to do this thing, and then off himself. But he's like, it's just kind of comical, like how he's going about it, and he's still like, he's not, he's not that. All you know, he's not that badass villain. He's just a dude. What was your thoughts on the theme that they played while he was on the stairs? That song, I actually have a lot of fond memories about that song because uh, that that was on the there was a remix of that song was on the Small Soldiers soundtrack. I don't yeah. know if you remember that movie, but uh, I used to listen Underrated to that one. Film. Yeah, this is a Joe Dante movie. It's a good, it's a good one, um, but it's uh, it's one I listen to a lot, and it also reminds me of hockey. Because yes. I feel like they used to play it at, you know, they used to play it during uh, like yeah, hockey yeah, games yeah. all the time. Um, so it kind of reminds me of that. But I also think it's 
written by like a pedophile or something. So like, yeah, Gary Glitter is a convicted pedophile serving oh 16 years in prison for abusing three young girls. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest, a song's a song. Yeah. And that's a pretty powerful song that's out there. Yeah. I didn't like it in that scene, not because of the connotation of this guy who's a piece of shit. Fuck. Yeah. But um, I just didn't. So the trailer, the the music in the trailer, what was it? Send in the Clowns or whatever it was, remixed with really heavy, um, while he's coming down the stairs and he's he's pounding on the table. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's really like orchestral. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. That was way better. Super better. Yeah. And then I see this and I'm like, I don't want to fucking see this song in this movie. I, I actually was, agree with you. It's I was, another one of those fucking distracting things why do they keep distracting from this good movie i uh i agree with you when i heard that song play yeah. on the steps i'm like the trailer was so much better infinitely better so much yeah better. absolutely um, uh having said that um i there are i do have some positive connotations with that song but yes. when this yeah, when yeah, these yeah. News reports started coming out that this guy might be getting residuals from the movie because they use this. Yeah, and then people not... are like, why they they use it and all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, guys, just, you know, like they're not ba background checking like every every song, every writer for every song that they're, they're using. They use the song. I in the had movie. no idea about the, this dude, Gary Glitter, yeah. being a pedophile until this movie came out. I just thought it was a good song. Yeah, I didn't know either. Yeah. And I'd listen to this song a lot growing hey, up. Speaking of um, of outrage about this film, there was a big backlash about the whole glorifying a murderer, I guess. Or... Oh, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. It's okay. totally ridiculous. Yeah, this, it's... Is, this is totally ridiculous. I think, that, I think I'm glad that there was a backlash for this movie because it made a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the controversy surrounding it. And honestly, and, like, okay. So but it's totally ridiculous. Did you feel like they glorified him at all? No. I absolutely no, didn't. No, not no. at all. It wasn't like, oh, I want to be that guy. No. It's you were watching the birth of a horrific person yeah like and what you're meant to do you're not i don't think you're meant to i don't think you're meant to you're not meant to sympathize with the person that he becomes right. you're meant to sympathize with the person that he was but the actions that he takes to become what he eventually turns out to be yeah that is you're you're not supposed to be on board with that right? absolutely man and I, I, I was not it's not like you know it's it's so crazy like all of all of these internet journalists you know really just searching for clicks at this point it's absolutely. all clickbait titles people want attention twitter campaigns and i'm like todd phillips poor guy like he actually responded to some of this stuff and i'm like dude you do you don't need to do that you made a you made a good movie like yes. enjoy it. Like you don't have to be stressed out by these people saying that you're glorifying like white incels or like whatever. It's just like come I didn't. On, I, to no, be honest, I didn't ridiculous. read too much into it. I just I read more. I think the only things I had seen was that they're vilif they're they're glorifying this this villainous character, and I'm like, I'm done. I don't need to read any more of this. No. I've seen the stupid. We were talking about reading comments on articles yeah. just to see the hate. Yeah, I'll look at it to see what's entertaining and funny. Yeah, because I have my own opinion about opinions about things, and to be honest, most of the time those comments are never going to sway me. Yeah, so it's just like let's see what these assholes have to say about it, just to laugh and see how silly it is. Yeah, but then when I start seeing stuff like that, I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I'm yeah. good. I don't need to see that. Yeah, I agree. It's it's totally it's 
it completely ridiculous. Everything I read, I, at first I was just like, why? Why are, you, why are you people's like, why are you people attacking this movie? Yeah. Like, why this one? Uh, and like, not other movies that have been about evil people. Like, it's, you know. Literally um, every fucking movie about a serial killer that comes out is basically, like, they had, um, it was on um, Netflix. I think it's called it, it, The Manhunter, first, uh, Manhunter, first seri- uh, season. Um, Mindhunter. Mindhunter? Manhunter? Manhunter is the first Hannibal Lecter movie. No. Mindhunter is the one about those FBI profilers. I'm talking about the one with... um, Maybe it is Mindhunter. I don't know. Um, The Unabomber was the first season. Is that Mindhunter? I thought it was Manhunter. Oh, oh, you know what? You got me. I have no idea. Anyways, Netflix series. Um, And... Like to me that they made they sympathized with the Unabomber character, sure. which is a real life fucking person. Yeah, and I don't think I read anything about that happening. Yeah, I think it's just because this movie's super successful, and the other one's you know quote unquote just a Netflix series, it's successful in its own right because it got a second season, not with the Unabomber because there's no sequel to that. But yeah, I um, I also think it's because. For the same reason that Todd Phillips decided to make this movie about the Joker, the in in I think he's pretty honest about this in his interviews. He made this movie about like we said, this movie could be its own. Does not have to be tied to the Joker character. It doesn't have to be tied to anybody. Right. Actually, right. This can be a completely unique property. This uh, a completely unique movie. But uh, he decided to make it about the Joker. Because that's how he was going to get it made. He's like, comic book movies are popular. I don't really have a lot of affiliation with the Joker. But this character, this could this could be the origin or like the the origin for a villain. Absolutely. So, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like conflating a lot of interviews I've read. But I think if I were to aggregate all of his responses, it sounds like Todd Phillips made this movie about the Joker simply to get it made. Yes. To get funded, right? Yes. And for that reason, the reason it got funded, because it's popular, right? Because people will buy tickets, right? right? Now it leads to the controversy. The same reason his movie got funded is the same reason billion. it's made over a billion dollars. It's the same reason that it's just got so many eyes on it. And yeah. so many people with opinions... watching it because that's comic book movies are the thing now right so it's like so i i think for a small movie that does that sort of thing nobody's outraged about it but for a movie about the joker the arguably the most popular villain to like i i don't know to ever have existed in literature like i i I mean maybe that's maybe that might be a stretch but it's that's a stretch i I guess it's only been like 70 years 75 years or whatever so let's say for the last 100 years it's the most popular villain ever probably right i would say in literature in any sort of probably up there yeah Yeah. so so yeah once you make your movie about that a lot of people come in with their opinions right yeah and everybody seems to think that their 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 opinions are fact yeah and honestly this is you know i don't know i i could i i I don't. I think it's completely ludicrous to push this kind of logic onto any piece of art, in my opinion. People were calling this a dangerous movie. I'm like, you are out of your mind, I right? Think you any movie is a dangerous movie. Then, like, 
I, no. I, dude, there's so many more violent films out there than this film. Right. It just to me, it just I I don't I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah. I think I think it was also conflated by the fact that who uh, there was uh, I think it was when the Dark Knight came out. There was that guy that went to a theater and shot it up, yep. claiming he was the Joker. That people well, he didn't even claim that. He was just he had his hair dyed red or something like that. Like a something like, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Was, yeah. It's just yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It was. I don't um, know, man. I remember re- reading a specific piece of news about the controversy about this movie yeah. that was someone was like, this is a, you know, it's a, it's a white, a story about a white guy, like going on a murder spree, blah, blah, blah. And Todd Phillips, God bless the guy. He's made a great movie. Enjoy it, bask in it. But he responded and he said, well, look at, you know, John Wick in John Wick one, John Wick kills like 500 people. The body count is like off the charts and his wife and dog died. You know, like that's that that's his reason for doing it. And the res- one of the responses was uh, Keanu Reeves is half Hawaiian or whatever. What? Yeah. <laughs> what, the- what the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I don't. I wasn't entirely like and that's what I mean. Like a none like the focus of these arguments is like really like it's all over the place. It's really so just being like- Hawaiian gives you a license to kill. Well, be- not being white. Not being white. That was the... yeah. Well, I mean, in this case, I think the point was that Arthur Fleck is also white. So, I don't know. It's It was a weird... It was a weird time to be reading these headlines when this movie came out. I was like, this is ridiculous. At first, I was like... I was kind of... I was, uh, this kind of shit upsets me, and we, we've talked about that in the past. I should stop reading comments and all that shit. <laughs> I don't know why you take it personally. Yeah, but... but uh, And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why does somebody have to defend their movie? That's that's insane. Like, from being a dangerous movie, it's, you know, it's that's insane. And then slowly I started to realize, I'm like, this is good. Keep talking about it, because it made over a billion dollars. Yeah. It's the, it's, I think it's the highest rated, sorry, highest grossing R-rated film of all time now. I think so. Uh, I can't remember who was in the. It was Deadpool. Deadpool was up there. Was up there. Um, but yeah, dude, like, keep talking about it. You guys want to, you know, get on your soapboxes and, you know, shout down this movie and other movies that take chances, right? Give you different perspectives potentially. Like, uh, go ahead and do it. They'll just make more money because people are going to become more interested. So, um, it's, uh, but it, it's also completely unfounded and ridiculous. What I was think. the uh, what, what's the old adage? Is uh, there's no bad press. Yeah, no bad that, press. That's yeah, much what it yeah. Is. It and yes, this is uh, from a worldwide box office perspective. Worldwide, yeah. I mean, joke or it? Why did jo- what did you like say? Joke or joke or joke? <laughs> uh, Joker is at one point zero four. Well, one point zero four nine billion worldwide. Okay. What's next? Matrix Reloaded. Eight hundred twenty-eight. Oh, I didn't uh, realize uh, it was rated R. Rated R. Yeah. Uh, but and then Deadpool dem- two followed by Deadpool one. Domestic so. though, I think Deadpool still beats is the top. Um, maybe I would have to see. Domestic. Um, well, that's fine. I mean, like it's it's neither here nor there. It's made it's made a lot of money, and um, you know, if it, the controversy is is unfounded in my opinion. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's let's move on to the last scene of the movie, which is essentially him getting to the uh, getting to the uh, studio and having his big great entrance, which I absolutely love too. Beautifully shot, 
Um, and he has that great line. He's like, when you introduce me, you'll call, can you call me Joker? And I was like, so well delivered. Like, what an I, I think that's a really yeah. iconic line. It was in the trailer. Yes. And I'm like, oh, this is going to get old really fast. But when he says it in the movie, I actually got goosebumps. I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. Um, you know, th- you know, it's really going to go like he's really becoming like, you know, what what we know like now as that as that character. So anyway, he comes out and he does his cool dance moves and he comes out and he has this what I think is a great scene up until a certain moment. So he has this scene where he slowly escalates, slowly escalates to the point where, like you said, Robert De Niro's character notices that, like he actually comes out and says that he killed those guys on the train right. and started this crazy clown rebellion, like right. civil, you know, uh, uh, unrest. I think he also mentioned he started the insane clown posse. He's a juggalo. I don't know what to say to you right now. Stop trying to derail this. You Come stop, on, man. sir. It's more fun you when stop. I derail things. You stop. Shit pisses me off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because you were doing the it chapter two. Like that I've had some problem. people co- come over, come to me, and they're like, Justin is tra- is just like a gremlin in the machines <laughs> on this one. Just like breaking this shit down wherever he can, wherever he I, can, throwing wrenches uh, into the machinery. That everywhere. was one of my favorite episodes. That was just all over the place. At what least a, to edit it because watching the video and seeing your reaction to some of the shit I was saying is <laughs> the best. You're like, God damn it, just talking again. Cut the shit. Um, fair. So. He uh, up to a moment where he he's basically just about to pull the gun and shoot Robert De Niro, um, but he says a line. He's like, "This is what you get when you when you uh, it's something along those lines. This is what you get when you put a mentally ill person in a society that doesn't treat them properly or doesn't give them the help that they need. Something like that." Uh, and he pulls the gun and shoots him. And I'm like, "Why did you? <laughs> you didn't have to say that." Like right. That was the ham-fisted theme that they were going for. It's like, as if you didn't get it up until now, we had to spell it out for you in this last scene where he has to say it. I guess you can sort of argue around it is that he's doing it for the television. Yeah. He's doing it for the audience out there. But as a movie, uh, I'm just like, man, you didn't didn't have to vocalize the exact theme of this film. Yeah. It was, they, they just definitely went a little bit on the nose with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he shoots he shoots Robert De Niro on the air. So in this is all face. a really amazing, intense sequence. It's a very tense sequence. Yes, um, and uh, then he then then the movie goes on for much longer than I thought it was going to. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he he gets arrested, gets taken into cars, looking around, and there are riots on the street. People are setting cars on fire. It's total madness out yeah. there. The police are taking him in. He gets into they get into an accident. A guy in a clown mask basically hits the cop car. They take him out and they kind of Jesusify him. Yeah. Right. And they basically all of the, all of the, uh, you they know, glorify him. Glorify. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They put him up and they they put him up on the car and they're like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And he gets up and stands up and looks around. And I I got goosebumps at this moment too, where I was like, holy shit! Like, he's really. Things are bad. <laughs> yeah. This is bad. Yeah. Like watching this happen, you're like, wow. But you can't help but feel completely overwhelmed with how much influence this guy has had yeah. on these people. And I think a lot of it is earned. Like the way they ramp this whole thing up in the background of the story, like yeah. it all sort of hits this pinnacle point. And I like that way that 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 comes out. And, I um, 
So it's very overblown. It's, it's super. Overblown, it's super man. operatic. But I, I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact you know they what? went all the way with it. They didn't hold anything back. They, they went all the they way. They didn't hold anything back, but they also extended the film by another five minutes that they didn't need to do. So yeah, after. Uh, with that whole thing, taking up, they could have caught him there, and they could have just showed clips in Gotham City of of the riots happening. Sure, throughout. you didn't do a whole Jesus thing or whatever they did. Carrying yeah, yeah. The car and all that yeah. crashing, and uh, just fucking get to the point. Catch him at the studio, show the riots, have him laugh, and then all of a sudden cut to cut just fade to black. And we've skipped over something here again. Coming back to the distra- distractions. Thomas, Thomas Wayne, Martha Wayne, and Bruce are yep. all at the theater. Yeah. Uh, and they, were they watching the Mask of Zorro? It was a different movie. I didn't movie. notice what I think movie it was. It was. I, think it, I think it might have been different. It would have been great if it was the man who laughs. Oh yeah, it would have been great. But would um, it have been great? That would have. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so the, the, during that time, during the riots that are happening, in, I guess a different part of town. Yeah, they go out of the theater and they are robbed. You get the pearls. Yeah, you they get went all of full. It. They full went on. full on Batman origin for that scene, and I'm like, wow. There is something that did not need to happen in this yeah. movie, um, and and I think the whole Wayne thing you could have extracted, and I I think it again have doesn't lost extract anything. And then at the very end, you realize that. See, here's the thing. This is where the movie's open to interpretation. Is was the whole thing a big hoax? Was it him just telling a story? Yeah, so because because then what happens at the end? Like basically ends up in an asylum. He's I think he's at Arkham. Arkham. Yeah, he's, he's at in Arkham. Arkham talking to the nurse. Yes. that's there. Yes, and you get kind of rem- but the thing is, it looks like time has passed yes. since the story that he told or so. whatever they were talking about because his beard is a little bit longer and grayer. Oh, he's not. He doesn't have a beard. He's not, just not got a stubble. Thick beard. Yeah, he's stubble, just stubble. Stubble. Sorry, yeah, yeah, stubble. But it's gray. Like it. it, it feels like at least it felt like to me when i'm seeing this that time has passed since whatever story has been told yeah and then you're led to believe that maybe not all of it i mean was true which you're kind of led in that direction with the zazie beat stuff yeah but then with this scene at the end it's like well fuck did i just watch a complete fabrication of somebody's story yeah i never i never got that feeling uh, i did right away that's why that's one of the reasons i walked out of it like motherfucker um because it just seemed like again one of those really easy storytelling devices where it's like ah i'm just playing who knows whether any of that was true (laughs) yeah like okay so i walked out of it angry that they did that then i thought about two things one i thought you know what that kind of makes that kind of makes it such that all of a sudden this becomes almost an even more comic accurate type of depiction of the Joker because nobody knows the Joker's origin in the comic books. He's basically this blank slate that nobody has any idea. He just is. That's he's this quote unquote force of nature, which I know you're not a fan of that, but that that's, that's one thing. Then the other thing is like, if it's open to that type of interpretation and that type of interpretation makes me so angry, then fuck it. Don't interpret it that way. Everything he told us was exactly the way that it occurred. And that's what happened i agree i agree i i walked out of that movie thinking that yeah the zazie beats relationship was not real but everything else was and the end of the movie he does have a weird line where he's like he's he laughing to himself and she's like what's so 
what's so funny? Right. And he says, oh, you wouldn't get it. But then they have that flashback to Bruce being alone in the alleyway. Again, another distraction. In that moment? Yes. Uh, no, I don't yes. think it, I thought that yes. scene stands on its own. No. they have a, that, that, that was the thing that was distracting to me about that, too, because I saw that. Oh, I thought he would be... Oh, I remember thinking that... I thought he was going to be reading the paper, and it says Martha Wayne and Thomas Wayne Nothing were killed. Maybe like that. that's why he's laughing. No. I, at least I don't remember that. All I remember I is that like he it. says... You know, what's so funny? And then all of a sudden you just see Bruce standing in that alleyway and he just says you wouldn't get it. And I'm like, oh, OK, wait, does he does he now know who Bat? like because again, because I'm assuming it's in the future. Yeah. Does he know who Batman is? And then I, the way I interpreted after thinking about it a little bit after the film was all he can think of is how the whole Wayne relationship and him thinking that he might be that Thomas Wayne was potentially his father. Yeah. Wasn't. Yeah. Um, now that all of a sudden Bruce is left without a father. Yeah. That's the joke. I, th- I thought that's what, that's yeah. kind of how I interpreted it as well. That's why I was saying, I thought maybe they'd flash to a headline or something that he has read it and he's like, Oh, okay. It right. all really kind yes. of worked out the way I wanted it to. Um, and that's why he thought it was funny. Yeah. That's kind of how I interpreted it. And then you get this crazy scene where uh, he <laughs> he escapes and he's like walking through the hallway and he's got bloody footprints and kind of leading you to believe that he's he's murdered the um, the psychiatrist or whoever was uh, was examining him. Yeah. And then he's getting chased around by the uh, by uh, the. Um, I don't know, one of the workers there or whatever. Orderlies. Order, orderly, that's the right That's the right word. And the movie ends. That whole last scene was a complete surprise to me. Yeah. I, I was just like, I don't even, I don't know what, whether they needed it or not. I'm not sure what they were trying to say with it. Yeah. It was kind of kind of a cool scene, you know, like a, like a calm way to sort of like, yeah. or like an interesting way to end the movie. But I was just like, oh, that's weird. I thought they would just end outside with him starting this basically massive revolution yeah. and then the movie would end. Yeah. But it sort of ended on a much more personal, strange distracting note. note. Yeah. That's that that again, the Wayne distraction kind of made yeah. like that that's what ruined that scene for me is I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why yeah. is this being brought up? Why is he even thinking he wasn't there for the murder, he was somewhere else. Yeah. But then I thought you could see it's it, very easily that he heard the news. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. But uh but again, it just didn't need to be there. Um, right. But I did the, the the Wayne part didn't need to be there. The right. scene itself I actually liked. I did like, I like after the scene. I mulled over it because I if you're gonna usual suspects it, um do it well. I don't think that that's what this was, though. No, no. I, I like the scene. It just seems out of place. Yes. Like, it just yeah. seems like, oh, and now we have this one last yeah, scene before yeah, you go. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you ended it at that climactic scene, I feel like that would have been a better ending. But, yeah. But anyway, so that's the Joker. That's pretty much the whole thing. Um. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to buy it on 4K. I'm going to watch it again. I think it's a beautiful looking movie. Great, really amazing. Like, everyone is top grade acting all around a couple of things that we talked about i didn't like cliched moments the wayne stuff was really distracting um a little bit on the nose with their with their themes uh but you know what those are i i I think that those are things that i can totally live with i actually i actually liked it despite despite those ditto yeah yeah I, i it's not a perfect film um i don't know that i would really watch it more than one more time right at in you know in a later at a very later time um i feel like joaquin is like hypnotizing he is very so i could have it like watching and kind of like find other things that he's doing yeah just and you know what i'll i'll tell you this he is the most 
comic accurate looking Joker I have seen on screen. Yeah. Because he is thin. He's yeah. got the snipe nose yeah. and those shots when he's smoking, he's got his legs and he kind of like looks up at the camera. Yeah. He looks exact. You know what he looks like? He looks like the, you know, human gangster Joker from Mask of the Phantasm. He looks like a hu- like a real yes. life representation yes, 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 yes. of in Mas- Batman Mask of the Phantasm yeah. when the Joker is human and he's a, ga- he's a gangster for Falcone or yeah. whatever it was. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, He's got the look. Yes, it's great. Yeah. It's a great look. It, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I had to I had to mull it over for a second. So I'm like, who was? What is he? And yeah, I think yeah. you're actually it's, true. It's Never, the nose. I feel like it's the nose. That or Cesar Romero. I mean, <laughs> aside from that mustache, from, from his duster, the feather duster. How much? How much makeup they had to pound on that thing? Especially Man. with all those mustache rides he was getting. <laughs> Anyways, um, this has been episode number 51 on yes. The Joker. Yeah. Um, we hope that you enjoyed the film. Probably, maybe more than we did. Yeah, no, and and if you haven't seen it, uh, see it. don't let the controversy stop you from no. seeing it. It's ridiculous. Or the um, fairly low Rotten Tomato score. Don't let that stop you from seeing anything, guys. It's by the 68%. way, eight percent—that is a watchable. Fucking by the twenty percent films are watchable and twenty fucking fucking. Deep Blue Sea is on Netflix, guys. Get to it. Did we look up what that Rotten Tomato score was? Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. Is there a Rotten Tomato score for fucking amazing? Is that what it's going to say? Maybe. Uh, I think we did. We looked at, in our Rotten Tomatoes did. episode that yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, we absolutely. If did. you guys haven't heard the Rotten Tomatoes episode, that's where I brought up the completely out of left field comment that is Deep Blue Sea better than The Godfather Part Two, bro? Uh, this <laughs> is. Oh, it's at sixty. Look at that. <laughs> It's sixty percent with the the tomato meter, but thirty eight percent audience score. How is that even possible? I Everyone I've ever met who I has seen know. this movie loves it. I, I, dude, I love this movie. It's a fun. It's so good. Movie. We do not have enough. The crazy hot, thing big is budget that killer shark movie. Joker is, I believe, I'm trying to find it. It's nine percent better than Deep Blue Sea. I'm gonna say Deep Blue Sea is better than Joker as oh, well. For fuck's sakes, we'll have to. All right, whatever. I mean, Deep Blue Sea is just knocking movies out of the ring. Like Star Wars is up next, and we'll see. We'll see who who wins in that battle. But you know, I'm voting for Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> All right. Uh, that gonna, was probably one of the I'm few gonna, movies where Thomas Jane was allowed to have no shoes on on screen <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, they're like, it's fine. Just have Dude, at it, bro. He's like, good. Super Tom. Uh, have you heard, Have you heard the commentary for Deep Blue Sea? I have not. Oh my god, we got to find the DVD and you got to listen to the commentary because Sam Jackson is hilarious. He's like, he's he, on the commentary. Oh yeah, it's him and I think it's him and Rennie Harlan, like the director. And Sick. Um, he keeps saying how Thomas Jane was just like doing all of his own stunts, like diving everywhere all the time. <laughs> he, he just kept calling him Super Tom. So there are scenes in the movie when they're they're co- like he's commenting on the movie and there's like Tom's like sliding in the water and like grabbing the 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 door and slamming it shut. And uh, he's like, oh, there's Super Tom doing his super thing. <laughs> so <laughs> so funny. Um, oh, that's so good. So anyway, yeah, go see Deep Blue Sea and you can watch the Joker if you can fit it in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the appropriate order for this. Okay. Watch Deep Blue Sea on Netflix and then see the Joker however you can. Yep. If it's still in theaters by the time you watch this or listen to this. That's Anyways, right. Let's, uh, let's call it, sir. All this right, thanks. Episode 51. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
This has been the Welcome to Your Doom Show, episode 51. This is Uttal. This is Justin. See you guys. Cheers.